And if anybody knows our thing, it's not going to be on time because that's just kind of how we roll. We'll do our best. <clears throat> okay, so we're man, I gotta get some sun, <laughs> bro. Every sports fan has an opinion. Well, these are ours. Ours. Welcome to Brock and Pep's unsportsmanlike convo. Right. Here are your hosts, Brock Fleming and Pep Cariotti. And we're live here at the Ottawa General Hospital. And this is a, a, a special episode of Brock and Pep's Unsportsmanlike Convo. Right? I guess it's a special episode. It is. I mean, it's going to be when it's not live. So for all those <laughs> looking for the, the, the live show... Uh, this isn't that, so it'll be on our podcast and stuff. We miss a lot of listeners. It's not football season, so we understand that our shows have been uh, a little bit more spread out. But it is what it is. Football season's around the corner, and we're going to get back at it. That being said, today we do have a special episode for you. Uh, we are in the general hospital. I didn't know we were going to be telling that, but well, we're yeah, the- absolutely. I mean, this is well, there, again. It'll, this is a, we'll talk about that later in the show. But uh, there's a special connection between our guests today and where we are. On multiple levels, actually. So, yeah, that's, uh, I think, letting our uh, audience know where we are means something, right? I think so. Oh, it definitely does. Yeah. I got I see myself. We got a couple cameras on us and stuff here. We got, got beautiful lights. Beautiful lights. It shows the beautiful tan. It's summertime. I don't know if you guys can see that. It's like the <laughs> underbelly of a fish. Anyway, it is what it is. We are going to be <laughs> working our way through this. I'm wearing my homemade Colgate gear. Colgate doesn't have the three and four X's right now, and I got to get my butt down to the two X's. You got that made? No, I made it myself. Let's just not talk Fantastic. about it. Okay. Um, okay, moving on. For those who don't know and, and maybe haven't tuned into our show before, um, you know, I've talked about my background in football. And, uh, you know, as a kid growing up in the Ottawa area, you know, I had a, a, a pretty decent career within the city and had a lot of college offers uh, back when I was kind of going through it. And, um, you know, I've talked a little bit more about mental health and the challenges that come around uh, with kids that are going through those kind of things and the stuff, the challenges that I faced, um, you know, and I still get somebody introduced me as the guy that could have brought for Tom Brady. Uh, when I committed to Michigan instead of went to Colgate, and I felt like I just lost all credibility there as well. But anyway, uh, I went through all that kind of stuff, but ended up at Colgate University, played football there, graduated from there, and uh, still have a very tight tie to Colgate University. Um, and our guest today is, I mean, for those who are watching this video, we'll see that he's been here the whole time, but um, he's a kid that uh, I've had the opportunity to uh, get to know over the years from a coaching perspective and is actually following my tire tracks, let's say, to Colgate. He's not following my footsteps because he's going to do bigger and better things through that. But joining us today is none other than Arthur Hamlin, Colgate football player from Ottawa. How you doing, bud? Uh, you know, it's good. You know, pleased to be here. So, yeah, just happy to be here for the podcast. <laughs> well, I appreciate the applause, Pep, because <laughs> I have the soundboard down there, but I can't reach oh, it. Oh, is that the, the applause button? Yeah, the applause button right, would be down here. We have an applause button on this uh, thing, but I thought I'd go real time. I appreciate yeah. that because uh, I wasn't bending over. I got to make sure I sit up straight. <laughs> Arthur, thank you for joining us. Um, obviously, you're familiar with the General Hospital. We'll get into that uh, later because uh, of some of your employment. Um but, hey, you're a football player from Ottawa, Canada, who is now at Colgate University. 
uh, a D1 football player. Give me a little bit of your background. How does a football player, I mean, come out of Ottawa? I never played hockey. You did play hockey. So how did you convert from hockey to football? Um, yeah, I guess, you know, starting up, growing up, I was uh, really into whatever my brother was into. So uh, he selected hockey as his first sport. And so naturally, I selected hockey as my own. And, you know, I played hockey up until uh, about grade nine. And I got drafted to uh, the junior A CCHL here. So, you know, I was pretty big in hockey. But uh, around that age, I also started to play football. Uh, my dad, my uncles, my brother, my grandfather, you know, everyone had been involved within football, playing in the CFL, university, stuff like that. All so right, I, hold on a second. So you're a hockey player. You're getting up through the ranks in hockey. I was just about to say your parents must have been ecstatic to know that, you know, you're making these strides in, in hockey. And you're telling me that you come from a football family? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, my grandfather, my dad's father, he played in the CFL. Uh, my uncle, he won a great cup in the CFL. My dad, he played in the CFL, and now uh, my brother, he's in the CFL as well. So, yeah, big football family. And, uh, yeah, naturally it was time for me to turn the leaf and try it out. And, you know, I did, and I really fell in love with it. And sort of from that point, I switched over from hockey to football, centered on that full time and, you know, just put in the work that I needed to do. And, you know, essentially my whole life I said I wanted to be a Division One hockey player and, you know, Basically, I'm a Division One athlete. You know, I just got the sport confused as to, you know, where it would be. So, you know, everything worked out. My dreams came true. You know, sort of everything that I wanted to accomplish, you know, I've been able to accomplish through football. So, you know, I'm incredibly grateful for that opportunity and uh, for playing the sport. Uh, I this is news to me. This is like this is like breaking news to me. I didn't know you played hockey. This is <laughs> I didn't know this part of Arthur when you doesn't uh, everybody in you, Canada play hockey? Well. <laughs> Everybody I play. just wanted to put that oh, out there that nice. everybody should play hockey. I'm not a strong skater, folks. I'm not a strong skater. Actually, you know what? I've gotten better as I've gotten older. I I did not know that about you that you played hockey. And yeah. uh, do you miss it? Do you still play recreationally? Is um, that is that part of is that off limits when you're playing football? <laughs> do they don't want you to get hurt? That kind of thing. Um, I I really haven't played hockey uh, much recently, but uh, I spent some time on the ice this season actually. Uh, my girlfriend, she's on the uh, Colgate hockey team, so uh, she invited me out on the ice on a Sunday, so I got to go on the ice. And yeah, Very cool. It's definitely, you know, fun getting back on the ice after it's, you know, been a part of you for so long, but definitely, you know, a cool experience getting back and, you know. I'm not sure hockey. if you're aware or not, but uh, I just started playing goalie in hockey, ice hockey goalie. So next time you're in town, you got to get <laughs> the blades out and the sticks, and I'm going to let you take some howitzers in my head. <laughs> Hey, I, I'm all for it, and, you know, we'll see. Uh, hopefully you stop a few of them. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully. yeah with my face, likely. <laughs> for those of you who are listening, I know that uh, on our podcast, we won't, I'm not sure we'll be able to, to censor out the uh, audio, but we're right above an intercom within the hospital, and there's, there's oftentimes there's different codes that are, that are announced, uh, code blue, code white. They're, they have different meanings, but they come across our intercom. So if they're interrupting or if, they, if, it, if we're catching it and you hear it, just ignore it. We're sorry. All right, so if I was editing out those those atmosphere sounds, I guess I have to edit that whole segment now. Thanks a lot, Pep. Can, can and you, this is, I, you, I could probably, and I think impressive. giving the shot right now, I think my legs are cold white. Okay, so <laughs> with, <laughs> with uh, you being at Colgate, 
Okay, so I got to know you, you know, through uh, Football North, which was an organization, well, a couple of All-Star games as well, but Football North is where I really got a chance to meet you and really get to know you and your family. You know, even your dad, uh, some refer to him as the godfather of football in the Ottawa area. Um, now, he's been a longtime coach at uh, Gloucester High School, went to uh, – uh, I know it's North Carolina. I was going to say something snarky about Duke and just see if he would lose his mind. But he's North Carolina uh, through and through. And, um, you know, you had a lot of doors open up given that, you know, we went down to some prep schools, got our, our butts handed to us. But in every one of those games, you stood out head and shoulders above everybody else. Um, how did you choose Colgate over some of the other schools that were recruiting you? What was it about Colgate that kind of drew you in? Um, I definitely say, you know, just once you get on campus for the first time, uh, you know, it's just a beautiful campus. It's, it's mesmerizing, you know, all the old buildings, everything's sort of historic. Even the new buildings, they all look historic. So there's definitely, you know, just a feel about, you know, being in Hamilton, New York, that's sort of exciting and just different. And then as well, you know, just the academic portion of the school, you know, you go to school there and you're going on tour for your official visit and whatnot. And they're telling you all about the academics and you're just imagining how it's possible for one school to be, you know, so successful at producing successful people. And so, you know, for me, I know football is something that, you know, I could maybe turn professional and, you know, earn money playing football and never need a real job or a real degree. However, on the flip side, you know, my dad, the reason he does he never really got a chance to play football at the professional level was because he blew his knee out. And so I know that, you know, injuries are a reality in the sport. And so I do need to have academics to be successful in the future. And realistically, Colgate's one of the best academic schools in the country. So, you know, it was pretty easy decision. Um, so, you're, again, your dad, Jeff, uh, UNC grad, um, you know, we had a couple of conversations about his, uh, his uh, appeal at Colgate and his first impressions and whatnot. And, um, you know, I asked him this, the question. I'll ask you the same. With North Carolina and Colgate both putting offers on the table, which one are you signing? Um, I definitely say I'm still going with Colgate, you know. UNC, you know, my dad went to UNC, so... For my whole life, you know, you're a dedicated UNC fan, you know, diehard Tar Heel fan. And so, you know, you watch every single game, you're yelling at the TV, you know, it gets to March Madness and you're really, you know, amped up. You know, I remember all the games that I used to be watching, Tyler Hansbro, guys like that, you know, just enjoying, enjoying the tournament. It's getting sensitive you know? now. It's getting <laughs> sensitive. So, uh, you know, I'm a diehard Tar Heel fan, but I definitely say I'm a Colgate Raider for life. So, you know, just the academic portion of the school, you know, it's it sells you and you know you get to play football at the division one level you get to play great opponents you know we play two fbs schools this year so you know we're always we're never going to shy away from competition so you know i feel like it's the best of both worlds and there's always possibilities recently we had a corner that just signed he i was he was a senior my freshman year and he just signed for cincinnati Bengals. so saw that it just shows you you know anything's possible you know you just put your head down you do the work and they'll find you wherever you are so you know the academic decision to go to a <laughs> school like Colgate that's something that you know no other school really can provide very few other schools can provide no and that's uh I mean that's very well said and for those who you know would have known you for years that's a big statement because it was always uh, Colgate is awesome or this school is awesome 
but if North Carolina sends me something, that's going to be tough to do. So the fact that, you know, and I know your dad is already on that same train too, which was, it speaks like beyond volumes to what Colgate has done, the coaching staff, the academics. Uh, you know, I've told you from day one, Arthur, that Colgate now is light years cooler than when I went to Colgate. Like it just is walking around that campus, you know, it, it gives me those goosebumps again. And if there was a way I could bring my family down and say, Oh, I'll, I'll start coaching there or something like that in a heartbeat. I think I would do it. Cause yeah. I, it's just, it, it is what it is. I feel like I left a little bit on the table there, both, um, you know, athletically and academically. And I encourage you and I, I keep doing it every time I tell you, like, you're going to be tired. You're not going to want to do certain things. Go listen to these guys speaking or girls speaking, women talking. Like Colgate does so much stuff there. They just take advantage of it and, and maximize your time because well, you will not regret it. Well, I was going to say, if Colgate needs a recruiter, you know, does it get any better than what we just heard from him in terms of like, you know, the highlighting, the emphasis on uh, on the importance of an education as well as, you, like you say, you never know, right? You just never know, and you have to have that backup. And the, the way you just uh, advertised for the school, I think they should record what we just did and have that as part of their uh, their tour, their induction tour for, for new recruits. Because I, one of the things that caught me about you when I first met you is how well-spoken you are at such a young age. Like, the way you think and the way you speak is how I started speaking when I turned 40. And you are in your early 20s even? Are you even 20 yet? I'm 22. I mean, it's remarkable how mature you are. So, I mean, it's just kudos. Congratulations to what you're becoming. You're still, and you're still, like, you're still early on in your career, bro. <laughs> yeah, so, I appreciate it. Pretty impressive. And Brock's always raved about you. And, again, we'll get into a little bit just He's shortly. easy. Don't we'll pump his tires <laughs> too much. Well, Brock, when we, were, when we were hiring here, Brock, you know, he brought up your name. He said, this is a guy that you're going to want to have a look at. So, anyway. All right, so you're at Colgate, you're committed, you're going, you show up freshman year, you know, you're trying to make the team be an impact player of some sort just to get on the field. One, they initially give you number 34, which has some significance to it. So why don't you tell me about that? Um, yeah, definitely. I remember, you know, coming in freshman year, sort of, you know, you can make your number selection and whatnot. And, you know, I selected a few numbers that, uh, you know, unfortunately I didn't get. Showed up training camp and, you know, I saw I was number 34. And, you know, there was some significance behind that due to the person that uh, last wore number 34 for uh, Colgate University. And so he played my position as well. He played safety and he was a dominant force, you know, and just the mentality, you know, I sort of displayed and the mentality that he had displayed to the coaches already. They sort of thought, you know, I could definitely be someone that would play a similar role to this player. And, you know, that's sort of what I'm trying to fulfill. You know, I want to be legendary just like uh, Alec Wisniewski was. And, you know, he's made the all-decade team for Colgate football. So, you know, definitely have big footsteps to follow. And, you know, uh, people get to change their number and whatnot. You know, maybe I didn't like it the first time I put it on. But, like, now, you know, I put that jersey on and that's home. That feels, you know, right where it needs to be. So, yeah, I love that number for sure. And, you know, 34 till I die, honestly. Now there's a, I believe there's a YouTube highlight of your predecessor against uh, yes, I believe it's against Army. Army. Yes, um, if you guys and girls get a chance to to YouTube that, uh, that hit is um, the best one you'll ever see, yeah. and you will never see a better one. Like <laughs> it is amazing. Now I know your first choice of number was 79 because you wanted to wear mine, but they just said because you're a DB you can't wear it. Okay, um, so we're in your first season. How's it going? Like this uh, is. 
you know, uh, our first season, it was definitely tough. You know, uh, the year before the 2018 team, uh, they won the Patriot League championship. They got a bye to the second round of the NCAA playoffs. They beat James Madison, and then they went on to lose to uh, North Dakota State University. So, you know, they the had a really, champions. Exactly, yeah. So they had a really good season and, you know, had a lot of graduating guys and stuff like that. So uh, definitely when we came in freshman year, you know, we had high hopes for the season and whatnot. And, you know, unfortunately, everything sort of didn't play out exactly how we wanted. You know, it was difficult at the start and, we lost a lot of games, but, you know, throughout training camp, throughout the start of the season, you know, I was working and moving my way up the uh, depth chart. So I was pretty happy at, with that. And by the end of the season, I was getting a few drives here and there, and we were all turning around our football play, starting to win some games. And so, you know, by the end of the season, you know, I got a good amount of play time. I understood the playbook and, you know, I had bonds with a lot of guys on the team. So I was really excited to get into that off season, you know, get to work with the group we had just because of the momentum that we had carried through from the end of the season. You know, I knew we were going to be destined for something special going into that next year in uh, 2020. So, yeah, that was a really exciting time. You know, unfortunately, the season didn't go the way we wanted. But, you know, I got some good time on special teams, got some good time, you know, playing series on defense and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was anything you know, everything you could have dreamed of. Which is perfect. That's what you want to do in your first year is just give the coaches a reason to put you on the field. And I think you did that. And your special team play and stuff like that was there. And I think there was a lot of high hopes there and saying, you know what, like that's your first year. Let's see what happens. So now you've finished the first season, you know, you're living the dream. You're at Colgate. Uh, I was going to say if a hockey player girlfriend, that might not have been at that time. <laughs> but, um, you know, you're kind of living the dream, you know, what you wanted to, to do. And, uh, you know, again, let's not avoid the elephant in the room. Like, you're in the midst of a, a, a real comeback right now, like a, a legit comeback. Tell me a little bit about what happened after that season. Um, Yeah, definitely. You know, we uh, dealt with COVID. Uh, we had the uh, spring 2021 uh, sort of season. It was only two games, you know, due to COVID. You know, people, you know, testing positive and whatnot. We didn't have enough players to play games. So uh, we ended that season. But uh, coming home that semester, even during that semester, you know, I noticed a, a lump on my neck. And, you know, once I got home and got it really fully checked out, I got an ultrasound down. You know, uh, my doctors realized that it was potentially cancer. Uh, got it all sorted out. You know, they verified that it was Hodgkin's lymphoma. Uh, I was in stage four. And, you know, from that moment, you know, I realized, you know, Aside from football, this is what I have to take care of. So uh, I had to take a leave of absence for the uh, semester, for the 2021 uh, spring semester, uh, fall semester. Uh, went through six months of chemotherapy and, you know, uh, I beat cancer and, you know, picked up right where I left off. I returned to school for the uh, 2022 spring semester, uh, went straight into uh, spring ball, spring training and, you know, just excited to uh, get on the road and, you know, go to Stanford to uh play our first uh, game next season, you know, 100 days away, basically. So really excited about that. Uh, I can appreciate your excitement for the season, but uh, that was a real quick synopsis of a <laughs> life-altering, life-changing, potentially devastating news. Um, you know, I know, I think they'll talk to your parents at some point for this, but I remember hearing the news, you know, for the first time and, and – um, you know, it, it's a scary thing. So how, like, how were you when you when you got the news? You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. 
Um, definitely it was, it was tough, you know, you get the news and it's sort of, you know, you just look at it and you're like cancer really like, wow, like why this happened to me sort of think about like what, what did I do to deserve this type of thing? And, you know, you definitely get angry and you get sad. Um, but you know, once treatment started up, you know, I just realized that this was all part of, you know, my story and, you know, this is just going to be one little chapter within the book. And, you know, I just put my head down and, you know, I got a job, you know, that's where Pierre sort of comes into the picture. I started working at Good Life, uh, you know, making some money on the side. And I was just really just prepared to keep going to continue to lead a normal life and, you know, try to push it out of my mind just because, you know, being in the best mental capacity is the best way to deal with something like that. And, you know, everything paid off you know it went exactly how the doctor said six months of treatment uh I'd be clear you know I still have checkups here and then you know for the future and stuff like that to watch and make sure nothing comes back but uh as of right now you know like I I feel eternally grateful and even during the experience you know you realize you know life can be taken away so easily and so you sort of begin to appreciate everything else within life when you have something like that in your life like I feel like you know every time I feel the sun hit my face and stuff like that, or, you know, you get to experience the breeze, stuff like that, little things that you wouldn't think of. You're just appreciative because you know they can be taken away so easily. So even though it was a rough process, you know, I'm definitely appreciative of everything happened, and, you know, it's just one chapter within my story. Well, he's being humble, of course. <laughs> but we, when I needed you, when, when Brock recommended, I was looking for an employee. We had, we had just reopened after... 17 months of closure, right? Gym's reopening, a lot of hesitancy, a lot of nervousness. You know, COVID as a transmission spot in gyms, people get nervous of close quarters, you know, people working hard, sweating, all that good stuff. And uh, I needed employees and it was very, very difficult to find, not only find uh, an employee, but quality employee. So I had mentioned to Brock and Brock said, I got a guy. I got probably the best guy. You need to interview him. And I, you know, I said, yeah, absolutely. And, and then we met, and uh, you, you hammered out your interview, like kind of like what you're doing today, you know, just uh, with class and, uh, f- you know, full disclosure and, but I'm going to be here for you, all that, all that good stuff. And you, um, you didn't just get a part-time job. You were my right hand for probably three months before I brought my, my team on. I mean, you were working, you were a, a manager basically <laughs> over at the Ottawa Civic Hospital, which is across town. And, uh, you were phenomenal, and your work ethic, I mean, I could picture how you play football based on how you worked, if that makes any sense. Like your strong work ethic, always early, willing to take on extra time, extra work a little overtime. Uh, you work your tail off. Um, you were doing the work that managers do, and you learned it all in a brief period of time. So if, if learning a playbook is similar to how you were learning how to work uh, work uh, this industry i mean you're you're going to be uh, an all you're going to be an all pro safety Appreciate in the that. nfl so i'm proud of you uh, you know, I, I love it when you come back to town because I get to see you. You come in and work out sometimes when you're actually in town. I love it. Get to see you for a little bit. And uh, I look forward to following you uh, at Colgate. I, I do want to get out to a game. I'm gonna, we're going to get out to a game. Yeah. I'm going to go with Brock this week, this year. going to get some swag. I'm <laughs> um, looking forward to getting some swag, hopefully. Drop Your swag story, another time. Okay. <laughs> that's, why, that's why we're going. We're going for swag, swag. All right, easy. I look forward to seeing you play, and I'm going to be uh, your biggest fan throughout your rest of your career. So. I'm looking forward to it as well. I want to give a quick shout-out to your new team, 
Yeah. Or not your new team, but the team for life is who you were dealing with during that time. So why don't you give a quick shout-out to the people that, were, that played major roles in that um, comeback? Well, you know, like, for the most part, you know, I definitely have to, uh, you know, give a big shout-out to my doctor, Dr. McDonald. And, you know, he sort of paved the way. You know, he told me what I was going to be, you know, going through, what the treatment schedule was going to look like, what I would have to do, you know, different things like that. And, you know, he was definitely patient with me, saw me every two weeks. And, you know, we discussed, you know, what was going on and discussed anything that we could change to improve anything, stuff like that. Um, A wide variety of nurses that, you know, uh, were up in the chemo wing, up in the... uh, Right here, the right? fifth floor, yeah. Right here, right where we are. the fifth floor, yeah. So uh, just five floors up from here. And so, yeah, they were everything, you know, always serving to talk to you, you know, whatever it is while you're going through four hours of treatment. So, you know, they really help you out. They take care of any little thing that you need. And, you know, just really everyone that, you know, played a role into it, everyone that checked on me, examined me, because there was a wide variety of people, as you know. You know, there's several people that work here, but everything – Everything that, you know, people have done for me, I, I just owe it all to them, you know. I really appreciate everything from, you know, getting the scans done to, you know, actually receiving the treatment to the people, you know, creating the treatment. Everything, you know, it all played a factor. I think, uh, you know, I, I did get a chance to talk to your your father. I mean, you were there too, but I was talking to him a little bit uh, while you were focusing on the, the kids on the field. And... uh I think that was when you were – maybe that's when it came up and I was like, actually, if he's looking for a job, I might have a good spot for him. I think your dad was like, <clears throat> his mom is going to kick him out of the house soon. He needs to do something. <laughs> he can't sit at home and whatever. So your parents are really – I mean, you know, I love your parents. Uh, they always have the your best at heart. And, uh, you know, I think your mom's mentality for some of that was probably – good you know what I mean and it's kind of like hey let's we're getting through this you're doing it but you can't just sit at home and mope let's go you're going to go and do x y and z and I'm so happy that the the gym job worked out because it's a natural fit I mean you're a gym rat to begin with so (laughs) you got to work out and train you might as well be here and if you're getting paid for it oh yeah if I was getting paid to be in a gym this wouldn't have been the first time I was in the gym for the last three years recording a podcast exactly coach was you know I remember when I got back on campus you know talking to coach Takasi he was he was always telling me, you know, I know you're going to be prepared for the 6 a.m. run, the 6 a, uh, 7 a.m. lift, because, you know, my shift used to start here at 6 a.m. I was up 4.45, and then, you know, for the most part, get here at 6 a.m., not a lot of people in here, you know, get your workout in right then, and, you know, it's on company time, you know, that's paid to work out, you know, that's a great deal, so, yeah. You, know, you and I definitely. both know 6 a.m. getting here to work out is not going to be the same as doing the <laughs> runs and walking through three feet of snow to get down to that indoor facility, so let's not kid yourself, make sure you're ready. Um, okay, look, now we're, we're I don't want to say we're past this, <clears throat> but the comeback is is done, you know, you watched your team play last year without you. Um, you watched uh, your team, your coaches uh, pay tribute to you as well, which I thought was wonderful um, to, to show their support for you. Now you're back with them, and we're getting ready for the next season. Where are you right now? 
Um, you know, everyone's just working right now. It's the off season. So, you know, everyone's back home and, you know, it goes the same for me, you know, go, go to the gym four times a week, you know, try to go to the field about the same amount of times just for, you know, uh, position specific work stuff like that and then you also have your conditioning that you're doing so that's about four days a week five days a week as well so you know just on grind mode and you know when I came back to school you know I feel like I got back in much better shape than everyone anticipated you know everyone was like wow you're you're looking really good for like what happened to you and you know like different people that didn't know what I was going through that might not have been on the football team you know they had no clue about what happened so you know it was definitely just a good sign, you know, that even though I'd experienced this, all the work that I'd done throughout the time, even though, you know, I'd come to the gym one week and, you know, I'd lift this amount of weights and then the month after with all the treatment, you know, I'd even though I'm working out consistently, it was a lower amount of weight, you know, just that work that I was putting in and, you know, not being discouraged about how the results were coming out and what I was going through, you know, that benefited me the whole so that when I came back, I was ready and, you know, it just kept on building and building and building. And that's the same stage I'm in right now, you know, I'm just going to continue to build and stack blocks on top of each other, continue to improve, you know, and get stronger. And I feel like right now this might be the strongest I've ever felt, you know, so... This is exactly where I want to be, continue to build, continue to just work and do everything I can so that when we step on the field this uh, next fall, you know, it's going to be a great season and we accomplish what we all want to do and that's get a Patriot League championship and that's what, to, you know, eventually play for a national title. And so, you know, that's the goal. Everyone's locked in. Everyone's focused on that. And, you know, that's what we're going to do. That's what Colgate does. We put our head down and we work. Man. He is got, full, got, full like Colgate and like. <laughs> that's the way. There's to do a bit it. of goosebumps there, you know. Kind of. Hey, I could. I would. Well, I'd put the pads on. I'd pull something, <laughs> but I, you know, it feels like I want to get out there. Did you get a chance to work? So uh, we didn't touch upon your brother, who just uh, was picked up with Edmonton. So he's out of town right now. But another fantastic individual, fantastic athlete in the CFL. Uh, did you have any chance? Plays a similar position and whatever as well. Do you guys work together at all, like, while he was um, home? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, when I got back, even before I got back, you know, I was texting him, like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to be back on Tuesday. So, you know, Wednesday, you know, something, let's go to the field, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, from there, you know, we continue to set up dates and whatnot. But, you know, we got back Wednesday. I uh, went to the house, went to his house, you know, caught up for a bit, about a, two hours, you know, just chilling, talking and whatnot. Went to the field. We were there for about an hour. And then after that, we went to the gym. And uh, that's actually where he got the call. So we were, you know, halfway through the workout and, you know, I got a text from someone in the Edmonton Elks organization. And, you know, he was saying, you know, give me a call when you get a chance. He was saying, okay, I'll call him you know, after this workout. I was like, no, like you got to call him right now. Nice. Get on that. <laughs> and so, you know, he goes and calls him and then he comes back into the room. He's like, hey, man, I just got signed by Edmonton. They want me to come out for training camp. And so that's, you know, the biggest thing that can happen really. And I was really excited for that. And, you know, he spent the next two, three days packing up his stuff and, you know, he flew out, I think it was Friday uh, morning. So yeah, he was gone after that, but you know, we're here back in Ottawa, you know, wishing him luck, you know, yeah. as he experiences training camp. Chris Jones, the coach out there now, eh? Yeah. 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 He's been my DC with the Alouettes. Yeah. Good guy. Uh, crazy Southerner <laughs> and whatever, but yeah, he'd be a lot coach. of fun to play for. So great coach. Uh, shout out, uh, Nate, do your best. We, uh, we believe in you. And, and I don't know why Ottawa didn't, uh, 
use you a little bit more. Anyway, you're going to do well. Did I say the Eskimos? Because you said Elks, and I was like, oh, did I say the Eskimos? <laughs> you said Elks. Or, or uh, no, you said Edmonton French. maybe just Edmonton. Edmonton maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, I keep forgetting the Elks. <laughs> yeah. All right. On that, uh, I mean, we're ready for 2022. I'm ready. Yeah. Pep has already said that if there's swag, he'll decide to show up to one of your games. <laughs> uh, but I'm definitely taking the roadie down. Uh, I got a couple of uh, rounds at uh, uh, at the local golf course. I think uh, I got to set Oaks, up as well. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, um, we always head down and, and catch a couple of games. So I'm super pumped that you're back out, back at it. And uh, I can't wait to see you on the field and really see what this next step is. Yes, sir. You know well, thanks a lot for coach. taking your time, man. I yeah. really appreciate it. Um, hey, can't wait. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know how it goes. Put Ready for the, the season. There you go. Any cold good old linemen that are out there that are size 3X and a size 14, by all means. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, this, is, this has been awesome. I can't wait to see you. Go gate. Yeah.